Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, we take a look back at some classic Ducks games and some classic Ducks teams. All of this on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy everyone, it is still raining on this gloomy Thursday. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks. You're a podcast covering the OC's favorite hockey team, and don't forget you'll get fresh daily content regarding the Anaheim Ducks. Although there is still no hockey, we are currently on day 20-something of quarantining. Yeah, it is, it's been a while since we've had Ducks hockey. In fact, it's been almost four weeks now since the last Ducks game. Wow, it's been four weeks already. Yeah, looking at the calendar, the last time the Ducks played was all the way back in March 11th, so it has been four weeks Yikes. Uh, Don't forget that if you want to hear this podcast, you can check it out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Today, we're going to look back at some classic games because Prime Ticket and Fox Sports West have been doing something pretty remarkable, and I love it. Now, I know some people don't like watching games from earlier this season. You know, they prefer to watch some classic games. And Prime Ticket has given us a bit of a treat over the past week. Just the other day, I don't know if you saw this, if you don't live in SoCal, you probably didn't, but earlier in the week, they decided to show the first ever Anaheim Ducks, or sorry, Mighty Ducks of Anaheim versus Los Angeles Kings game, and that game took place at the Forum. Now, yes, I will admit, I was one of those kids that didn't realize that the Great Western Forum was named because it was a bank. I legitimately thought that it was called the Great Western Forum because it was great and it was in the West. And I also thought that because there was another famous forum that was taking place in 1993. Back in the 92-93 season, there was no Ducks. There was only one hockey team in SoCal, and that was, of course, the LA Kings. They've been around since 1967. And I'll admit, I was rooting for the Kings on that Stanley Cup final because who didn't love Wayne Gretzky back then? Wayne Gretzky is arguably the greatest player of all time. That's why he's called the Great One. And I, I was behind the Kings on that run back in 92-93. So that was also part of it, was seeing games at the Forum and the Forum. Of course, the Habs played at the Montreal Forum and the Ducks played, or sorry, the Kings played at the Great Western Forum. But anyway... That first game took place at the Great Western Forum on December 2nd, 1993. And some memories of that 93-94 team. Back then, I followed both teams. I followed the Kings. I followed the Ducks because they were the brand new team. And I really wanted to see what this team was all about. And there was a few players that I liked. I mean, Terry Yake, I thought, was a fantastic player. He, of course, got picked up by the Hartford Whalers, I believe. And then you had players like Bob Corkum. Corkum, I thought, was a great player for the Ducks back then. Uh, He didn't last too long, but he came from, I want to say, the Buffalo Sabres, if I'm not mistaken. And another fan favorite that I liked a lot, Joe Sacco. Sacco came from Toronto. He was kind of a great all-around player. But that's what that 94 team was. They were just a bunch of ragtag guys because it was the expansion draft. And back then, it really was, I don't want to say bottom-of-the-barrel players. But... You know, they were not, the majority of the players on the Ducks were not proven, and their record reflected that. But of course, a big fan favorite of those early Ducks teams was none other than the goaltender for the Mighty Ducks, and that would be Guy Hebert, who is now 
a broadcaster for the Ducks on the pregame show and the postgame show. So yeah, pretty cool to see Guy Hebert still hanging around with the Ducks. But the majority of his career was spent in Anaheim. He only spent maybe the first couple seasons in St. Louis, didn't get much playing time. He really flourished in Anaheim. The fans immediately fell in love with fell in love with him. He was an all-star for the Ducks one season. Uh, he was in the running for a Vesna during the Ducks' first playoff run season back in 97. But going back to that 93-94 team, I mean, the fans did try to get behind some of those guys. And Terry Yake, someone that I mentioned, he scored the Ducks' first ever hat trick. And that was a game at Madison Square Garden against the New York Rangers. In fact, that was one of the Ducks' first ever games. October 19th, 1993. That's a very long time ago. But then you think about that very first game, as I just mentioned. Yeah, it was at the form. It was kind of interesting seeing, you know, the new uniforms. There was a handful of Ducks fans that made it out to the Great Western Forum. Actually, there were a lot of Ducks fans that made it out to the Great Western Forum. But, you know, the Kings were a team that had just come off playing in the Stanley Cup Final versus the Habs. And then you had the Ducks. I mean, they had an awful record at the time. But, you know, fans still liked them. And you had Luke Robitaille, you had Wayne Gretzky, you had Yari Curry, you had Marty McSorley, Rob Blake. I mean, you had a plethora of talent on that Kings team. And then the guys that I just mentioned for the Mighty Ducks, they were still fine. I mean, they still did okay. They actually had a one nothing lead after the first period off of a Peter Doris power play goal. But after that, I mean, it was all Kings from there. They ended up winning the game. But, you know, credit to the Ducks for actually hanging with the Kings for about 20 minutes of the game, despite the fact that the Kings heavily outshot the Ducks. It was tilted ice. Just watching that game, yeah, the Kings pretty much dominated most of that game. And for the Ducks to score two goals on the Kings, I mean, they would consider that kind of an accomplishment. But again, this is a brand new expansion team. This was only their second full month. And that's really what started it. Back then... And this is coming from, you know, being a kid in SoCal. You know, I was a very, very young kid, and I rooted for the Kings because there was no Mighty Ducks. In fact, there wasn't even a Ducks movie out yet, not until 92. So, you know, the Kings were the only team around. The Ducks came around, and I said, oh, you know what, a second team. I like these guys, too. I want to follow them. And back then, there wasn't as much animosity towards following two teams. But then again, I'm a, I was a kid. I mean, I liked watching both teams, and I wanted to have fun at the games, which is why it was somewhat more okay to like both teams. You know, back in the 90s, the Angels and Dodgers never played each other in the regular season because there was no interleague play. So it was somewhat more acceptable to like both the Angels and the Dodgers. You know, the Rams and the Raiders... Yeah, there was a rivalry there, but then again, football kind of broke my heart in 95. We won't go there at all. And then basketball, you had the Clippers and the Lakers. Now, I was more of a Lakers fan. I just went to the Clippers games to see some of the great players. I mean, I could regale you with Clippers games. But once the Ducks came into town, I mean, there wasn't that feeling of, oh, there are rivals because, you know, the the Ducks were terrible. I mean, they they had one of the worst records in the league. You know, they were just kind of there to fill in some void now now fans have a choice they can see the kings and or the ducks and it was fine back then it wasn't really until the early 2000s 
where that rivalry really began to boil over a little bit. And we'll talk about that more later on in the show. But first, I want to let you know that you can check out our promotions on LockedOnPodcasts.com slash offers and check out some of the deals we have right now, including one from Postmates, which gives you 100 bucks in free credit for the first seven days. At a time like this, very, very easily, easily spent in seven days. Yeah, you can easily spend $100 in seven days. But check that out on the Postmates app, which you can download. And once again, it's $100 with the promo code locked on. So be sure to check that out. And once again, check out the rest of our offers on LockedOnPodcasts.com forward slash offers. And we'll reminisce some more after the first intermission. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you want to listen to any of the previous shows, check out the last show I did with Taylor Blake Ward. And this is done remotely right now. I'm at home. I got the puppy here. She is completely drenched because it is still raining outside and I have a doggy door so she can come in and out whenever she pleases. And right now she's drenched. Yeah, she's getting a bath later. She doesn't know that yet, but she's not going to like me in a few hours. But I digress. So another game that was shown on Prime Ticket this weekend. By the way, you all, if you live in SoCal, check out the classic games on Fox Sports West and Prime Ticket. There are some great ones. I know a lot of fans really love that Mighty Ducks era. First off, those jerseys are way better than the ones they have now. Not to say I hate the current jerseys. I actually don't mind them. I would like the jersey. I actually like the Mighty Ducks jerseys in the current colors. Those are good. But the classic, the eggplant. Yeah, those were the jerseys I liked. In fact, that was one of my first jerseys. I mean, my three first jerseys that I got as far as hockey goes, there were three of them. There was the Kings. Then there was the Ducks from the 90s. And then there was the Buffalo Sabres. Yes, I actually still own that jersey. The Sabres jersey ended up, I ended up getting that one a little bit big. But I still wear that one to this day. I have a classic 90s kind of old school stitching uh, Sabres jersey from back in the 90s. Because I loved watching those highlights. And I loved hearing that goal horn from the odd. So those are three of my favorite. I actually still have that Ducks jersey. Um, It's kind of small on me. Yes, I could put it on. It's just small on me right now. But I still have it. I'm not going to give it up. I mean, it's it's just, it's memories. It's old memories. That's what it is. So anyway, another game they showed was the game from January 30th, 2006. This was a classic game. This was probably one of the best Kings Mighty Ducks games in the history of the rivalry for a plethora of reasons. This one was special because Tamu Solani scored his 1,000th NHL point. And what I liked about watching this game, this was the last year with the old logo. They still had the eggplant jerseys. And it was weird seeing Tamu Solani wearing number 13 for a year. But what I liked was as soon as he got his thousandth point, the entire bench came out to greet him. And apparently they had to get special permission from the NHL in order to do that. And all the Kings were out there. They were right there tapping their sticks on the ice. That just showed the amount of respect that the Kings had for Tamu Solani. And that goes back to something else that I just want to bring up briefly. 
despite the fact that this is a massive rivalry, the Kings have always had tremendous respect for Tamu Solani, showing the stick taps after he scored his 1,000th point. You know, the Kings showed a lot of respect. The last game in the 2014 playoffs, when the Kings beat the Ducks, yeah, all the Kings players were tapping their sticks as the crowd chanted, Thank you, Tamu. I remember this vividly. All the Ducks fans were chanting, Thank you, Tamu. Even all the Kings fans at the Ponda and Kings and Ducks fans all around joined together to say, Thank you, Tamu. That's how much respect they had for one of the greatest players of all time. And for him to get that milestone at the pond against the Kings, that just really made it sweeter for Ducks fans. But, I mean, it was a perfect, perfect shot. And, by the way, this was this was against a pretty good Kings team back then. They had some pretty good players. The Kings did. Um, one of my favorite players on the Kings back then, they had Derek Armstrong. Ar- Army was great. Although I'll tell you what happened to him later. But they had uh, Vishnovsky, who would be a king and a duck. So they had Lubo on that team. They had Luke Robitaille on that team. They had George Peros on that team. Yeah, there was a lot of ducks in... Or there was been some ducks and Kings players. Uh, they had Mike Camilleri. They had a very young Dustin Brown and Sean Avery. So the Kings weren't a bad team. In fact, at the time, the Kings were ahead of the ducks in the standings. At the time, that was a big, big win for the Ducks because that started a nice little run for them to get closer into the playoffs and they would eventually get into the playoff picture where they would finally succumb in the conference final in 2006. But back to that particular game. Yeah, there was a lot riding for Tamu trying to get his 1,000th point. Yeah, Dustin Brown had a nice goal at the end of the first period. Then Tamu got the power play goal, and then Army got a goal, and then Getze got a goal, and Getze's goal was at the very end of the second period, and this was a power play, where they were kind of paying attention to the time, trying to like get those perfect cross-ice passes. It finally got to um, Getze. On the blue line, he just ripped one from the blue line, and it went in, and it went in just past Matthew Garon to make it a 2-2 tie at the time. With about five and a half seconds left. And by the way, seeing Ryan Getzloff with that full head of hair back then as a young rookie or a second year, man, that takes you back quite a ways. And it was a nice goal by Getzloff. But the biggest moment came with about 11 and a half minutes left. Tamu Salani got his 1,000th point, and that's where everybody went nuts. But then Joe Corvo for the Kings scored a power play goal with two minutes left on the power play to tie the game. That was such a dramatic moment in that Kings-Ducks rivalry because the Kings were just really pressing, going at it, and finally got the goal. But in overtime, that's where you saw some tempers kind of flaring a little bit. And throughout that entire game in general, there were tempers flaring where players were kind of taking a run at each other. But towards the very end of the game, Derek Armstrong was kind of in the neutral zone, and he got drilled. Andy Mac- Andy Mack was going after him, but man, yeah, Ar- Army got drilled. He didn't see that hit coming, and that turned into a four-on-three for the Ducks, and that resulted in Scott Niedermeyer scoring the overtime winner to win the game for the Ducks. I mean, 
I was having fun watching that game on Prime Ticket. I mean, I was kind of reacting as if it were happening now. Like, oh man, what a hit. This is so awesome. You guys need to check out these games because they're a treat. Even tonight. Um, actually, I'll talk about tonight's game and just about other classic games in this rivalry after the second intermission. So stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I know I mentioned him a lot on the last episode with Taylor Blake Ward, but one of the most underrated players in Ducks history that doesn't get talked about enough is Andy Mack. Yeah, Andy McDonald was a big part of that 2006 and 2007 team that won the cup for the Anaheim Ducks. But in 2006, they were still the mighty Ducks of Anaheim. That was a great line. I mean, you had Andy Mack on there. You had Kunitz on the front lines. I mean, there was a lot of talent on that Ducks team back then. You had Scott Niedermeyer. You had Tamu. You had Andy Mack. You had Chris Kunitz. Yeah, Chris Kunitz was a part of the Ducks. And yeah, I mean, he did win a couple of cups. Actually, he won more than a couple. I mean, his first one was with Anaheim. But then he left for Pittsburgh and, well... You know what he's done in Pittsburgh. So that's another classic player. And then you had players like Bochemin. Getsy was coming into his own. You had Rob Niedermeyer. Rob Niedermeyer was part of the Ducks for quite a while. And then you had other kind of unsung heroes like Peter Sikora. And, ah, oh gosh, I could just go on about this team. Bochemin, Hedstrom was awesome. And there was even a young Corey Perry. <laughs> I mean, his rookie season was also in... 2005 2006 that was a fun team to watch but as far as as far as other games in this rivalry i mean if there's going to be other games shown yes the game that they're showing thursday night i know ducks and kings fans probably think well why are you showing this well it's a classic game for what it's worth kings versus the ducks at the great western forum January 27th, 1996. What is special about this game? Well, this game was broadcast on Fox. And it featured two of the most polarizing third jerseys in NHL history. This one had the Burger King jerseys from the LA Kings. And Wild Wing exploding out of the ice. The green jerseys for the Mighty Ducks. Yes, That game is on. I hope to goodness that someone records that because that's just going to be awesome to see in HD later on. I know some fans think it was an eyesore. It should not be viewed ever again. I didn't hate those jerseys. I thought they were kind of cool. But then again, I was a kid back then. I liked them. I liked the Mighty Ducks series. So that's a game that is being shown. But as far as other classic games, if you're going to show other classic games... Then let's show the game from March 19th, 97, where Tamu Solani scored his 45th and 46th goals of the season and beat the Kings 6-2. We could show that game. How about showing, I don't know, maybe December 13th, 1998, 
where it was Solani and Korea, and they scored all three goals for the Ducks. In fact, they beat the Kings at the Great Western Forum. You could show the game uh, April 15th, 1999, at the Great Western Forum. That would be the last Kings game at the Great Western Forum. So you could show that one. That one was a pretty good game, too. Uh, I believe the Kings won that game. But again, it was their last game at the Great Western Forum. It was only right that the Kings win that game. I mean, one a game that I liked. This was a close game, and I liked this one a lot. From March 4th, 2003, where the Ducks edged out the Kings 2-1. to And this was where Sammy Paulson scored the game-winning goal late in the game. But there were some other fantastic games on, on there. I mean, the Kings had a couple of close wins that season as well. Uh, they won 5-4 to at the Great Western Forum on December 19th, 2002. But they were just some fun games to watch. You know, he had Adam Oates, Paul Correa on that team. Those were fun ones to watch. Of course, I talked about that game. How about the game from 2006 where it was Andre Kopitar's first season and he had that filthy goal on Jiggy? I mean, the Ducks did end up winning that game. But, oh man, Andre Kopitar completely undressed Chris Pronger and then dangled and held the puck for long enough to get it right on that corner and score it against Jiggy. I mean, look, whether you're a Kings or a Ducks fan, that was a sweet goal. And that one was fun to watch. That was a great game, too. And that was also the first game where we saw the new Ducks look, which fans either love or hate. I mean, I don't hate it. But that was the first game of that. And one more that I want to bring up. How about January 8th, 2009? The Kings did win that game 4-3. to but that was where Bobby Ryan got his first career hat trick. And they were some nice goals on that one too. And one of those great goals was a pass from Ryan Getzloff that did a little spinorama around Peter Harold and got it just past a young Jonathan Quick. I mean, that spinorama goal was spectacular to watch and really was kind of, you know, more of that point where the rivalry was really beginning to take place. So those are some games that I think, honestly, they got to show those kind of games on Fox Sports West and Prime Ticket because those are some classic games in this rivalry. That's what they should be showing. So if you agree with me on that, let me know. If you don't agree with me on that, also let me know. What classic games do you think should be shown on Fox Sports West and Prime Ticket? Let me know. Email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Or let me know on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Or you can follow me personally at StimpyJD. And if you want to hear this on your smart device, then ask your smart device to play Locked on Ducks or Locked on Anaheim Ducks. As the rain is really falling right now, so I think it'll be a good place to wrap up right now. Uh, Be sure to listen to any of the previous podcasts on the Locked on Podcast Network via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. And be sure to check out Locked On NHL on the Locked On Podcast Network. They do a fantastic job there. And once again, thank you all for listening. We will be back with another show tomorrow. Some more reminiscing. A different kind of reminiscing. But for Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. 
Um, practice your social distancing, stay home, and stay safe, Anaheim.